be authentic, be you, right? Like don't try to be anything you're not. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Hey there, I'm Emily Steele and I help local business owners turn their pie in the sky visions into amazing money-making realities. After working with hundreds of local brands, I created this podcast to give local business owners even more tools to build a simply irresistible brand. I'm ready to be your personal point guard and assist you in all your business endeavors, one interview, episode, and idea at a time. Together, we'll tackle the topics that you need help with the most to make your brand a force to be reckoned with on all fronts. Through interviews with other awesome business owners and experts who are currently crushing it to tip-focused episodes centered around need-to-know topics like social media and email marketing, we'll span the entrepreneurial horizon and provide you with the resources you need to take your brand straight to the top and then some. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Local to Legend. Today we have Jason Pirock, who is the director of marketing at Aperium Hotels. Uh, this unique hotel brand creates magical hotels everywhere they go. And I know because I've stayed at one in Minneapolis, the Hewing, and Surety is a brand new property here in the Des Moines area. So just to tell you a little bit about Aperium, they make hotels that matter. What they say on their website is we don't just concept, construct and manage rooms, restaurants and bars. We create completely unique experiences for each visitor. So inspired by the cities they're hosted in, we create, cultivate loyal local followings by delivering communal experiences unique to each location. Our hotels, restaurants, and bars are authentic crossroads where travelers and locals linger in each other's company, creating a remarkable confluence of cultural color. These serendipitous meetings build dynamic moments rife with energy and excitement. So we get to talk about the Aperium Hotel brand and what they're doing in local markets. And I personally love it. It's such an interesting way to build something that feels like, you know, was quite outdated, I feel like, hotels. And you guys are bringing a new, new way of doing it. So Jason, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you and your specific role at Aperium. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, Director of Marketing. So I head up all of our marketing efforts across the brand as well as the properties. Um, so everything that you can imagine that touches marketing from traditional digital to PR to social media to everything really in between creative lifestyle. I oversee it all. Um, so a lot of fun with all of these different properties. Well, cool. can you tell us a little bit about how Aperium started. I know you obviously didn't create the company, but you probably have, you know, your marketing. So you, you know the story a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I loved how you teed it up in the beginning because I was going to tack on to what you said. Aperium really derived from uh, a nod to bee yards. Actually, that's where the name came from. So if you think of like apiaries or, or bee yards, right? Well orchestrated, uh, perfectly engineered, productive points of congregation, structured for serendipity. So a lot of the things that you brought in is really where Aperium's name came to be. Uh, so the company was founded in 2011 by our two co-founders, Kevin Robinson and Mario Ciccocci. And they really saw an opportunity to bring an elevated upscale boutique hotel experience to secondary and even tertiary markets. There was definitely a niche that they saw but the big piece that they really found an opportunity in is what we call translocal. So that's a really big piece of our brand. And what translocal means to us is that that intersection of the local community and that 
um, that leisure guest or really any guest that's kind of passing through, right? Whether it's business travel group, any type of guest, it's really bringing them together and bringing the, the community into the hotels. And for us, what bringing the community in means is everything from, you know, finding buildings that have this rich history, have a rich story that we can kind of come in and, and really renovate and restore and bring it into modern times. It's working with designers in the area, architects in the area. It's working with the local coffee roaster down the street. It's working with a distillery around the block. It literally is everything that you do at a hotel, at our hotels, is from that local market. We're very much ingrained in what we do. Yeah, it just feels really intentional at every single corner of the brand. Absolutely. So from surety experience, I know some of my friends who own local businesses have been brought in, whether they like are curating the art or have like specific goods that are in rooms. So talk about like what it feels like to bring in some of those local makers, brands, like how does that start? Is that just find them on Instagram? Yeah, it's a long process, actually. A lot of that work is being done, you know, months, if not, you know, a year plus in advance is really as we're, you know, first looking at different markets after we start to have an idea of if we're going to sort of plant our roots in that, that market, we've already started thinking about, you know, different restaurants or different boutiques or um, shops or collaborators that are in that market that we would love to work with. And so as the hotel really starts to come together, a lot of those relationships, those seeds have already been planted. And so it's just once the deal is kind of done, moving forward with um, reaching back out to them, cultivating that relationship and seeing where these different partners make the best fit within the hotel. And like I said, it could be, you know, at at hewing, it's the, you know, the pillows and the throws on mm -hmm. the beds are from a shop down the street. And in Tampa, we, there's a local cigar maker where their cigars are in the humidor. And, you know, it's just like, it's those types of things. We're building those relationships early on, but then with the role of the lifestyle director, which is unique to us, they're really there to continue on with those relationships and cultivate them and move them forward, but also find new ones as they arise in each of the, the neighborhoods and markets that we're in. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of the term, the, a lifestyle director. What mm -hmm. was, what does that like embody? Is that brand? Is that marketing? Is it, what is that? What does that job description like entail? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really a hybrid role and man, they're, there's some fascinating, cool people, right? Like their, mm -hmm. their role is they wear a lot of different hats. So they're everything from, as I mentioned, curating and, continuing those relationships with the collaborators and the makers in the market to doing programming and um, putting on events and activations for the hotel guests as well as the community. They're typically the, the face of public relations. They, they manage a lot of that in conjunction with the general managers. They typically oversee social media as well. Um, so we have what's called a social media ambassador and the social media ambassadors are somebody that's in market that knows the city, that knows the neighborhoods, that has an affinity for, for the market and is really there to, to curate the content for, for the hotels. And this director of lifestyle oversees um, that person as well. So we yeah. can really like bring it full circle and really bring everybody together and on the same page to, to tell the story of the hotel. Yeah, lifestyle director. I feel like that will be 
a job that will continue to grow because people are making so many decisions based on if brands align with the lifestyle they either have or aspire to, right? 100%. So it's knowing your customers and being like, this is the lifestyle they lead. How do we incorporate all of the elements that would draw them into this unique hotel experience? Yeah, Absolutely. that's so powerful. So what was the first hotel that was launched by Aperium? Where was that at? Um, the first one, well, the, the stories date back to uh, the early days of the Elysian here in Chicago is really where it, it began. Okay. And Kevin was really involved with that along with uh, some of the early colleagues that are with the company now. So I guess you could say that was the first, um, the first one of where it started. But I believe the very first one that we worked on was the Iron Horse after that. So that one's based in Milwaukee. And since it's just kind of grown, you know, we've, mm. we've picked up new properties, we've shed a few properties and we've built new ones and are opening new ones. And yeah. And is it true? Like a lot of them are already in existing somewhat historic buildings or does it vary across? For the most part? Yes. We usually try to, um, to pick an existing structure that we can restore, as I mentioned before, that has some sort of history or has some sort of story that we can really bring to life. There are unique cases where we might build brand new, um, but I would say that's more of an anomaly versus the the norm. We typically mm-hmm. like to restore buildings. Yeah, that's amazing because the building um, that Shirty's in, I would never have walked in and even known that the Shirty could have been laid out the way it was. I feel like there were mm-hmm. so many walls and like now it's this really open, beautiful vibe that anyone could walk in and like, have a meeting and feel like it's an elevated experience there. Walk over to the bar and just, I mean, it's just freaking gorgeous. I mean, I I love it. Yeah. And there's so much history there. I mean, it's been an office building. It's been a bank. It's been so many, I think an insurance office, you know, like there's just so much um, that's gone on there and it really is a beautiful building. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, obviously in the last year, hotels have been hit probably harder than a lot of other uh, companies with COVID. So I'm sure, you know, you were charged with really being innovative and responsive to the market and the the healthcare crisis. So can you talk a little bit about what your, how your role shifted and what you started doing differently when COVID started back in March? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of what, you know, it, it definitely took a toll. And a lot of what we really tried to focus on was making sure that we communicated really well the safetyness and cleanliness of our hotels for our guests. Because at the end of the day, we wanted to make sure they felt very comfortable with coming in. So as we started to reopen, that was a big focus in terms of our messaging strategy and how we rolled that out. Um, We put together a video that really talked about how we were putting an emphasis on it and, and highlighted the measurements that we were going for in terms of addressing not only the cleanliness, but the the safetyness of our guests. And so that was a big shift for us. Another piece was really making sure that we were mindful of our spend, right? Um, in terms of a marketing perspective. So thinking about everything from, do we do this concept where we build upon like a crawl, walk, run, um, instead of just coming out of the gates and, and spending a lot. We were fortunate that many of our locations have outdoor spaces. And so we really relied on, you know, things like rooftops and patios to drive people in. But as the colder months started to come, 
and a lot of those restrictions started to, you know, be a little bit harsher. Uh, the hotels got really creative, um, and two in particular implemented what we call private dining suites, which have been a, an amazing success. I never would have guessed it would have done so well, but basically what they are, uh, we're taking hotel rooms and converting them into mini dining rooms. So you can bring in, you know, you and three of your friends or you and five of your family members can come in and order from the menu of the restaurant or do a, a prefix menu and it'll be delivered to you um, safely, you know, dropped off at the door. Uh, we've even gone to the extent of having chef filmed and videos to talk you through where the ingredients came from and what care went into preparing the dish and, and what it, um, what it means to, to chef, um, and even, you know, techniques on how to eat it so that all the flavors come out. And it's just been a wildly successful hit, um, which we love and we're, we're going to keep it going, um, as long as people are, are still interested. So, um, it's things like that and in using space that we have, right. Another Mm -hmm. hotel, um, there's an alley in between the hotel and another building and they, partnered with local chefs every week and did what they called like a street suite. Um, it was kind of this like alley chef series where you could buy tickets and watch our chef and a, another partner chef yeah. cook up meals and, um, and then serve it out to the guests. So they've gotten super creative. Yeah. I love watching the creativity just explode with this, like out of necessity. So that sucks. Like so many people were forced into you know, doing things differently. But at the same time, it's like blossom this new way of positioning yourself and making sure people understand your offer and getting it out in new ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are really sophisticated. You have marketing departments, you have a lifestyle director, but I think a lot of local business owners were like, oh my gosh, like I've only relied on like just Instagram and like not gonna, like not everyone's gonna see this on Instagram. So how do we get creative and getting the word out about these changes? Did you find that you had kind of like a go-to platform you used or how did you get the word out when you were kind of pivoting to these like private dining suites? Yeah, honestly, we, um, we relied pretty heavily on public relations. We're fortunate enough to, to your point, to be a little bit of a bigger company where we do have a public relations agency that can help us get the word out. But Mm -hmm. for those local businesses, just like you, we did rely heavily on social media. We're fortunate Mm -hmm. that we put a big emphasis on social media. And so many of our properties have um, pretty large followings. And so it was really because you can be so flexible and so real time with social media, we were able to really put much of what we were doing out there into the world through social media, you know, whether it be posts or stories, that's been a big driver for us to get the word out for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you find that a lot of individual properties, maybe lifestyle directors, social ambassador, creating relationships with people on social media? Do you see that as a big piece of what your team focuses on? I think that it sort of comes organically, right? I don't know that sure. they're intentionally focusing on that, yeah. but I do see it really organically happening because the people that do follow us are they're they're like our tribe they're they're um they're with us through and through and they really do use that channel to to learn about what's going on and Mm -hmm. and interact with us so whether it's through a direct message or Mm -hmm. you know engaging in comments um they are really using that as a source of communication and, and staying updated 
Mm -hmm. It's so cool because I just would think like, gosh, even a decade ago and the properties that would have existed specifically in Des Moines, like I would have never followed a hotel brand, you know, like that would have been just like, why, (laughs) what am I going to get from this account? But I, I love the evolution of how you guys have like integrated this into, this isn't like a hotel. This is like, this is a life, this is an experience you can have from the food to inviting guests to like, I know it's the place to be and hang out. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we want people to feel. Hey, local to legend listener. We'll get back to the show in just a minute. I wanted to take 15 seconds to share a free download we created just for you to help you build some momentum on Instagram as a local business owner. If you are finding it challenging to build an audience and generate sales on the gram, we've got eight super simple strategies anyone can implement no matter what type of local business you own or how many followers you have. Just head to www.illuminateonig.com to get access to this freebie. That's www.illuminateonig.com. All right, let's get back to the show. So the local business owner who are just getting started, how can they learn from what you've done like to get people into their new brick and mortar? What do you think you are doing that you know could inspire people to create something similar in their own local brand? I think there's a few things. I think be authentic, be you, right? Like don't try to be anything you're not. Don't try to be everything to everybody. That's another big piece. I think that's where a lot of people tend to lose because they get caught up in not really knowing who their customer is and what they what they stand for. They want to be, they truly want to be that everything to everybody. So I think that's one. And I think have fun, test things out. The great thing about social media is you can have fun with it. You know, especially from an organic perspective, you're not, you're not paying anything, right? right? So it's, it doesn't hurt for you to try a new type of content or try to get silly with your posts. There's a hotel here in Illinois. I think it's called Deer Path Inn or Deer, Deer Something Inn. Um, but they like exploded with social media through COVID because they've just been like, getting really quirky and silly and fun. And, and it's gotten a lot of attention. So I think just be authentically you. There's so many ways to show up on social now with reels and IGTV and stories and Facebook lives, like, and you give people an opportunity to connect with the brand, like people behind the brand, I think is really interesting as well. Like, I assume if people are engaged with surety, they know maybe some of the people on your team and potentially feel a connection to those individuals, which I think really does at a local level impact our decision-making. So it's really cool that you've just thought so much about that. That's so much of what we teach to our students and clients is like, you got to show up like your product alone doesn't always necessarily speak for itself. Like you guys, in some ways it does like you have this beautiful bar and like people want to see that those beautiful chairs at the bar. I can't wait to see them um, in real life. But like, you know, I think not everyone has that. So they like, it's them that differentiates themselves. So it's powerful stuff. Yeah. And our teams take a lot of pride in that. I mean, our, we have incredible teams at each of the properties and they're such genuine people that truly care about the guests and their experience. And I think that guests see that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that means a lot to them. And that's where those connections come in. And that's where it gets deeper um, in terms of loyalty and really loving the brand because there is that connection with those incredible people on the ground. Mm-hmm. What type of events or things can you see happening at some of the properties that are maybe unique to your brand? 
Yeah, um, that's a good question. I know right now it's been tough in terms of COVID. We've really sort of um, scaled back on different things that we're doing. But I would say historically we've been we've been known for our New Year's Eve parties. Um, So hopefully this year in 2021 we'll be back to back to normal times, right? Sure. Um, Sure. And we'll we'll get back to those crazy fun. New Year's Eve parties. But I think other things that are unique to us is really being at the forefront of partnerships and community, whether it's hosting, you know, fashion shows or it's working with a philanthropy to do some sort of, of activation. It really, it really does vary by market because yeah. we try to keep a pulse on what's important to the community and what resonates with them, right? So um, maybe in Kansas City, it's a drag show or maybe in Tampa, it's a partnership with a local distillery to do cocktails out by the pool. Um, Mm -hmm. So it really varies across the board. Yeah, which is awesome. You're able to do that. I feel like so many brands, if they're, you know, like one director of marketing would be like, okay, this is the campaign or this is the event series we're doing across the properties. But it sounds like you have kind of boots on the ground in local markets to say like, how do you customize this to actually mm-hmm. meet the interests or be different in this market? Where like maybe in Tampa, they've already done that for the last decade where in Des Moines, you could introduce something brand new that no one's seen and kind of be on the forefront of a cool event experience. And we do try to, you know, from an efficiency perspective, we, we do campaigns that are portfolio wise, sure. right? But sure. because we have unique brands for each of the properties, Aperium is really a house of brands. Mm-hmm. We try to, to customize and personalize those campaigns in the brand identity on site. So to your point, whether that's making sure that the creative aligns with that market or if it's some sort of activation that ties into or how we talk about it on social media might look a little bit different to be catered more towards that market. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was just like reflecting mentally that you, you're director of marketing for a company, but like you also manage probably a very diverse portfolio of different brands too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so the way you understand the surety brand is different than the Hewing brand, right? And like the language, there's probably some overlap and like parallels, but they probably, is it true that they're all like unique? in their own kind of language and yeah. they really are. I mean, I think, you know, I, and I, that's something that we're even looking to further dive into because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of untapped potential to really push that needle even further as far as how we talk about our brands. Cause I look at like, for example, I think of hewing is, is more on the masculine side, right? Mm-hmm. It could be, totally. um, you know, let's give it a name. Maybe it's, you know, Tom or, or something like that, Dave, right? And as you walk in and it's very, um, it's very cabin, you know, forward. It it's is, very, yeah. you can smell the it's fire from, like, the, from the hearth, yeah. right? It's darker. The, you know, the, even the color scheme is, is darker within the rooms. It just feels a little bit more masculine where if you went to, you know, one of the other properties, maybe it feels a little bit more on the feminine side and, you know, they, they do vary. Yep. And they, what's cool is they, I mean, they all have their own brand books and brand guides and, and personas. So mm-hmm. yeah, it does, it does vary across the board. 
kudos to you then. And like the role you have to like, you know, make sure all of those, it's not just like, oh yeah, we're this brand. It's all like, this is our brand voice period. It's like, no, these are all the brand voices. These are all the brand assets. Like it's a lot. Impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else is going on with Aperium that, that our audience should know about? We have some new hotels opening up. So um, I don't think I mentioned before, we currently have seven open and operating. Um, We have another five opening in the next um, three to four months. So two of which are... So I'm staying busy, as you can imagine. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Um, yeah. Two of them are reopening, one in Memphis, Tennessee, and one in Omaha, Nebraska. So Mm -hmm. the one in uh, Memphis, Tennessee is the Hugh Hotel. And the one in Omaha is Hotel Deco. And then we have three um, brand new hotels opening up. One in Birmingham, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit. Okay. Another called Clayton. And it's actually Clayton Members Club and Hotel. So mm-hmm. this is the our first venture into the private club space, uh, which yeah. we're really excited about. And there will be a, a limited amount of rooms there as well. And then finally, we're opening up uh, Jasper Hotel in downtown Fargo. Okay. So those are all going to be open mm. by the end of April. So really excited, really busy. So, yeah. um, so we're growing. And I think, you know, one thing, because we're a house of brands and we have these independent hotels, a lot of people don't necessarily know that all of them are connected. So, mm-hmm. so there are, you know, there will be 12 hotels in total that are all wow. aperium and, and you should expect that that experience across the board. Yeah, that's that's super. It's been so fun to get to know you and get to know what Aperium is doing. I think it's just really innovative. You know, our goal is to help inspire local business owners and local brands to think bigger, to think uh, more like legends. And I think you guys are building something really legendary. I can't imagine what talking to you even like in a year, what you'll, what you'll be up to at Aperium would be like, yeah, we have like 50 brands across the country. <laughs> yeah, I hope um, so, right? Yeah, yeah. So. But um, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. It's been a blast. I really appreciate it. Thanks to all for listening too. You just listened to the Local to Legend podcast. We share new episodes every week. So make sure to subscribe and visit www.localtolegendpodcast.com for the latest. Now, I've also created a free five-day launcher list mini course. Just visit www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list. It's totally free. And also, if you want to spread the love, you're welcome to share this episode on Instagram so other people can come and get this info too. Tag me at emily.steel and at love.local so I can get to know you more. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.